Michael Strong, you motherfucker! Oh! A maximum threshold, baby. Woo! It's Michael Starr from Steel Panther. Automatic defense procedures initiated. What we've got here is maximum voltage, maximum power, maximum carnage. This is maximum threshold. Call the show at. 440-709-4977. Maximum threshold. And here's your hosts, Dom. He's unstable, but possibly worse. And he's actually quite smart. He just makes errors of judgment along the way.
Well, hello there, good people from near and far. A lot of thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this week's edition of the Maximum of All Threshold Radio Shows. Mm-hmm. Episode 601 at you right now. Tonight, we got a special feature for you. We got a couple cool interviews that Michael snagged at the M3 Rock Fest over there in Maryland uh, last week. We interviews with Frank Hannon, our good friend over there in Tesla. And also, once again, um, Mike, Michael caught up with Leatherwolf's Dean Roberts, which we had on the show here in episode 600, which is really cool. So we'll get to hear his talk about the festival and all that. So it's pretty cool. I'm glad, man. Um, and you just got done hearing some brand new Leatherwolf with Hit the Dirt exclusively here on Maxim Threshold Radio. Um, check them out, man. They're going to start hitting the road uh, wherever they go, man. If you get an opportunity to check them out, uh, just make sure you tell him you heard them here on Maxim Threshold and you heard his interview. And maybe he'll give you a drumstick or some shit. <laughs> uh, maybe he'll give you a discount on your roof. <laughs> Good guy, man. Good guy. I'm glad we got in contact and our paths crossed. Uh, like I said, I, hey, we're getting the word out there again. Uh, summer starting up. These festivals are going. You people, if you get a chance, talk to these bands out there and you get an interview with any of them, shoot them over to me and I'll be more than delighted to play your interview here on our show. Uh, you could be little um, local bands. It doesn't matter. I'll play whatever you send me. Uh, we're looking for more people to help out on this show. And you could do it too. So if you're looking to get a start at something or if you've already been doing this and you just want to say, hey, man, I just want to branch out and do something different, man. Come on over on our side here. Shoot me over a couple messages over at mtrshow at gmail.com. Once again, this is Dominic here at Maximum Threshold Radio. Just shoot me a message at mtrshow at gmail.com. And, shit, um, I'll play it, man. Like, we've done it over, we've done this over the years, over and over and over. Okay, um, we're going to get in, we're gonna get right into this. Let's see, we're like nine minutes in. Um, I know this interview with Frank is a while. It's like a nice half hour. It's a good interview. You know what? Check this out. I haven't even heard it yet. Michael told me it was really good, and he said even after the interview, they were still talking afterwards, and that's pretty cool. So, And like I said, we've had Frank on here numerous times over the years. Matter of fact, we had a bunch of the guys in the band of Tesla on here, and um, just waiting for one of these days when we could, when Voltan would do, do some shows with them. That's what I'm looking forward to. So, hey, speaking of that, go check out Voltan. We're working on some new material uh, hopefully we can get everything lined up, but we can put another EP out for you guys, then work on another full length um, towards the end of the year or something. I don't know. I'm making this shit up while I go, but <laughs> I want to see it happen. No, seriously, we we got enough material right now for an EP, but we're just we're still in the, working the songs out. It's gonna be cool. Um, this time, I'm not wimping out on the guitar. I mean, you know, you hear a bunch of blistering souls, but wait till the next time. I'm letting I'm letting my thrash stuff out. You're gonna be hearing my Gary Holt solos and shit come out. That's right. So let's see. Um, I had a couple requests over here. Yeah, tonight, if you're wondering where we're broadcasting from. Broadcasting live from the great Kalamazoo, Michigan, in our studios over there at um, Fram Auto Parts 
and Filters. Thanks for the sponsorship as well. And also Taco Bell and um, Mimodium. I want to thank them as well. So there you go. Um, let me play another song here. Then when I come back, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna warm you guys up with some of this music. Uh, and if you're driving around, like Curtis sent me a picture in his car of us coming out through through the radio over there, which is which is fucking awesome. And I know we must sound really good in a car because I'm always playing cruising tunes as it is. So here you go, man. Turn the speakers up, man. We're gonna take you back to the late '70s. Here you go. And another one here going by request. Oh shit, what did I even get on here? I could just click this button. By request on maximumthreshold.net.
Oh, that's such a badass song, man. God, the song gives you chills, especially if you're a guitar player. You just listen to Mark just fucking rip those, rip them fuckers up, man. God, miss him, man. Oh, let's see here. Oh, here's another one by request. And after this, we're getting in the interviews. We're getting the show rolling, man. We're 17 minutes into this bad boy. So here you go, man. This one goes out to Groove. It's a love song. You'll be singing along with it, too. I request on MaximumThreshold.net.
Ready? Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Hit record. Yeah, we're recording. We're in there. Is he live? You're live, man. Is this Paul Stanley? All right, now listen. So this is not Paul Stanley, because that's some trademark infringement. This is so family. I'm dyslexic. Nothing. That wasn't funny. We're laughing up here. All right, I can't hear you. <laughs> people, let me tell people. Let me tell you a story. What happened to me today? So I'm driving in my limousine, and I gotta take a dump. So I said, "Driver, pull over." So he does, and I go into this man's room, and good people, I'm sitting there, and I'm trying to take a dump, and this foot comes over into my stall. And it starts tapping. And I say, what's he doing in my stall? So I put my foot in his stall, and I start tapping back. And good people, there's a hole in the stall. And all of a sudden, there's a Vienna sausage, and it's resting on a kiwi. And I said, good, because I'm hungry. <laughs> so good people... I try to take this Vienna sausage, but it's stuck to the kiwi. So I start pulling and pulling. Good people, this Vienna sausage started growing. And I thought, Paul, that's not a Vienna sausage. That's some dude. Did it happen today? Miss the live show? Go to stitcherradio.com and search Maximum Threshold and listen in today. That's Maximum Threshold and Stitcher Radio, a match made in heaven. Have a smartphone, iPod, iPad, or even Roku? Grab the app, tune in, and search Maximum Threshold and hear the show live directly from your device. Hey guys, this is Ron from YouTube's Rock and Metal News with your Maximum Threshold Rock and Metal News Report. My Chemical Romance have released a new song, the first since 2014. The song is titled The Foundations of Decay, recorded with Doug McKean. And the song is on YouTube now, and you can check it out on digital retailers and streamers. And Black Veil Brides have released a new music video for their song, Born Again. And the song is off their newest album, The Phantom Tomorrow. And get set for the Metal Gods Tour, a special covers tour, the ultimate tribute to Judas Priest and Dio that will include on vocals Tim Ripper Owens. And also on drums, we have Simon Wright. So pretty cool uh, pair there. And they're going to be touring in Australia in October of 2022. Other members in the Metal Gods band are James Morley, Joel McDonald, and some members of KISS. Metal Gods will perform all the hits from Ronnie James Dio's catalog with Black Sabbath and Rainbow, as well as, as well as some of the classics such as Holy Diver and Rainbow in the Dark. So let's hope that they continue the tour in North America as well. The Smashing Pumpkins and Jane's Addiction are set to head out on a tour in the fall of 2022. They will be out on the Spirits of 
the Spirits on Fire tour and support is from Poppy and Meg Myers on select dates. And the Smashing Pumpkins have also recently appeared on the Howard Stern Show. They perform the song today, an acoustic version of it. It's off the album Siamese Dream, so you can check that out now on YouTube. Continuing with your MaximumThreshold.net rock and metal news, Behemoth have announced the details for their new album. It's titled Opus Contra Naturum, and it will be out through Nuclear Blast on September 16th. The new video is out now for the song of My Herculean Exile. Pre-orders are now up as well, so check it out. And there was some sad news this week. I'm very sad uh, to report that Trevor Sternad and vocalist of the Black Dahlia Murder had passed away. He was 41 years old. And it is uh, the band has made a post. It said, It is with deep sadness that we announce the passing of Trevor Scott Sternad, beloved son, brother, and shepherd of good times. He was loved by all that met him, a walking encyclopedia of all things music. He was a hugger, a writer, and truly one of the world's greatest entertainers. So our thoughts go out to the friends and family of Trevor. And uh, also, you can check out a new song that's from Hail the Horns. It's a self-titled song. They call it HTH, and it's on YouTube now. The band includes vocalist and bassist Tony Campos from Static X, Fear Factory, and X Soulfly, and former Soulfly guitarist Mark Rizzo and drummer Christian Opus Lawrence. He was in Dead by Wednesday, so you can check out their new song. And finally, Motionless and White, they have given an online debut to their new song, Slaughterhouse. Guesting on the track is Brian Garris, vocalist for modern hardcore band Knocked Loose. So check that out now on digital retailers and streamers. It's from their new album called Scoring the End of the World. This is Ron from YouTube's Rock and Metal News with a Z, and this has been your Maximum Threshold Rock and Metal News Report. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, this is Trevor Sternad. And Brian Eschbach from the Black Dolly Murder, and this is Maximum Threshold. Damn, that sucks. We've had them about our show before. <sighs> I didn't know that about Trevor dying, man. That's a fucking bummer, man. But, shit. Well, rest in peace, brother. Um, let's see. Yeah, I thought we had them on the show before, so I had to go in there and pull a promo ID out. Damn. I don't even remember that. Where, where, where that was at? I think it was at Uproar or some other festival or something. We hung out or some shit. Of course it was in catering. <laughs> Oh, uh, let's see. Okay, let's get into this interview here. We got Frank Hannon of Tesla on the show right now. I want to thank Michael uh, and all the guys over there in Tesla's band, as well as their management, for making this happen as usual. Um, Frank always goes out his way for us and stuff. So it's here you go, man. This is a nice interview. You guys enjoy this because um, I know I am. Okay, I'll see you guys in a bit. Horns up, fist near, and I thank everybody for tuning in to this week's edition of the Maximum Threshold Ep- Maximum Threshold Radio Show. This is episode six hundred and one. Hit you live, Kalamazoo, Michigan. Hey everybody, this is Michael, and I'm here with Frank Hannon from, as you guys all know, my second all-time favorite band, Tesla. How you doing, Frank? I'm doing great, Michael. Man, it's great to be here at the M3 Festival. 
you know, stuff like this is just legendary and a lot of great bands, great artists. And to be headlining the final night of it is, you know, it's a dream come true for, for Tesla to have this long of a career. Yes. And I mean, I always talk about how Tesla is woven into the fabric of my life and in my soul. And like, obviously you being a musician, music is in your blood and in your soul and in your heart. How do you um, find new inspiration every day? Because you guys aren't just out here living on a nostalgia trip. You guys are always creating and making new music. Well, we are making a new single right now as we speak. Um, it's called It's Time to Rock. And it's inspired by, you know, the times that we've been going through of just being stagnant and stuck, you know, with the COVID lockdowns and all that. And every time we get ready to go on stage, I go, all right, guys, come on, it's time to rock. Yeah. So, you know, when it's something real that's just a simple thing like that, we'll turn it into a song. Or, you know, we got inspired by uh, Leonard Skinner recently when we were listening to Saturday Night Special. And there was a, a mass shooting somewhere in the news uh, last year. And that inspired us to write Cold Blue Steel. Yeah. Uh, so we get inspired by the times, you know, like Modern Day Cowboy, you know, the USA, the USSR. And it's still relevant today. We're still at odds with the East versus West, you know. So... We get inspired by things, but we work at a much slower pace now that we're older. Yeah. <laughs> we're not trying to cram a whole album anymore. We're just doing one song at a time. Yeah. And do you guys do you guys all still live in the same general area or are you split up across the country? No, we're split up across the country now. Um, you know, Jeff Keith and myself still live in California. Um, but I'm in the process of also living in Florida. Uh, with my father-in-law, who's an elderly gentleman, uh, that that's, uh, you know, we want to spend our time with him. And uh, it's Dickie Betts from the Allman Brothers. Right. And uh, my wife is there with him, you know. And so we, we go back and forth between Florida and California. And Brian lives in upstate New York. But uh, we still get together. The band gets together frequently, and we're working on new songs and still, you know, very much active together. So on a personal note, how long were you with your wife before you told her how huge of a fan and influence her father was on you? Ah, that's funny you mentioned that. Honestly, I'll be totally honest. I mean, I've always known who Dickie Betts was, obviously, but I didn't really study the greatness of his music until after I met my wife. Yeah. And when Troy introduced me to my wife and said, oh, this is Dickie Betts' daughter, you know, that really wasn't... A big deal to me you know really at the time and then since I've been married to Christy I've dug into his catalog deeper and have gotten to know him and played guitar and with him and realize his greatness as a songwriter yeah. you know like Blue Sky and Ramblin' Man and Jessica and A Memory of Elizabeth Reed now I'm completely a fan you know 20 years later yeah, you went down the rabbit hole right? I went down the rabbit hole after I, I met his daughter um, but his daughter was a sweetheart from day one, and we've been happily married for 20 years. And, like, when the world was shut down for extended periods, and obviously you guys weren't able to tour for a long time, how was that, like, that's a whole different situation for being married, because now you're home all that time. How oh, we it? loved it, yeah. honestly. And I was talking to Eddie Trunk the other day, and he was telling me that a lot of bands... We're telling him that hey we've gotten used to being home <laughs> yeah. you know it was a it was a double-edged sword you know um 
being stuck at home. Honestly, we didn't get COVID until the end of it. Yeah. You know, we just barely, all of us got sick with COVID at the end of the shutdown last, yeah. at the end of last year. Um, but it was nice being home for a change and, you know, getting to enjoy my, my dog and mow the lawn and do yeah. some normal stuff. Yeah, that, it's, it affected people differently. Like, I got to spend a lot of time with my dog as well. And yeah. It was, it was uh, you know, right as he's transitioning to an old man, he, he got diabetes, he went blind. And then as soon as we uh, we kind of leaned on each other, and then yeah, a couple months ago after we got out of it, he like seen seen me to the end of it, and then he decided to check out. Oh and so, wow! So I'm sorry. I, I always tell you how I cry when what you give comes on. Yeah, I'm getting a little. N- oh. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all right, man. I feel your pain, bro. I had to put my Rocky down. I had a boxer who was nine years old, and like you, he saw me to the end of it. When we were sick with COVID, he was there coiled up on the couch with us. And dogs don't live long enough yet. People don't know that what you give. Like, JK wrote that about his dog, Honey. And you know what? It's like, you guys write songs that mean stuff to people, that, that affect people emotionally. And... To me, that defines success as a musician. I mean, obviously, being a professional, you need to make money. And you guys have been fairly popular and sustainable. Maybe not at the heights you were back then, but I couldn't tell you how many people I know that just absolutely love Tesla like I do. They're just crazy maniac fans. Well, I have to give a lot of that credit to JK, our singer. He is 100% emotion and real all the way. Um, And he still sings great today. I'm so grateful for that. Um, And the songs, you know, like the song, What You Give, the music, the guitar part at the beginning is real lonely sounding. And I wrote it at a real lonely time in the middle of the night, sitting there watching TV. I'd just gotten into a, a fight with my girlfriend at the time and was really emotional time and then I gave it to Jeff and he felt the emotion of it and then when his dog died he wrote those words about how much the dog gave him unconditional love and uh, so that's the one thing I am proud of with Tesla and very glad is that we wrote songs from the heart and and then like you know the positive like to me that song is about no matter what, you when you find something, you give it everything you have, and you pour your heart into something that you're passionate about. It to me, it's not about losing someone; it's about trying to be everything to someone. But then on the other side, like I always say, the theme song of my life is getting better. Because yeah. Every day I wake up, I tell myself today's going to be better than yesterday, and I'm going to be a better person and try to make the world just a little better. Yeah. Well, that's. That's always been our goal musically is to contribute, try to contribute positive, uplifting messages in our songs. And, um, you know, we have a couple party tunes as well. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like we were talking about Van Halen before we started recording. The ultimate some, party band. Yes. And that's a whole different emotion. Just, But you guys have a lot of great just rock party songs, too. So it's not just emotions, So which is great. You, you yeah. Sometimes you just want to feel good from a song too you know well van halen you know they they were such an influence on california you had mentioned dickie bats and the influence of of a southern rock but 
you know, I'm like you. I'm a kid of the early 80s and late 70s, and Van Halen was a huge influence on us. And uh, we got to open for David Lee Roth on the Eat Him and Smile tour. And I met Eddie Van Halen once, and he what a sweetheart guy. Um, but they have mostly party tunes, but a lot of their songs, you know, like Little Dreamer, yeah. you know, and and they had a lot of depth in their songs as well. Yeah. You know, ain't talking about love, and. Uh, you know, even a song like Jump has a positive message, you know, might as well jump, you know, and yeah. just keep your spirits up. Yeah. So um, what's going on with Tesla? I know you guys are about to, or if you haven't started, the tour is in its infancy stages, right? You're just starting on the road? Well, we're just now getting back going. We recovered finally from the whole COVID travesty of last year. And uh, now I'm looking at the calendar for this year, and it's it's amazing. We're going to do Monsters of Rock next year, the Monsters of Rock cruise, and we're doing a ton of dates this year. So they can go to our websites and look at the dates because there's too many for me to even recount right now. What are what are the websites where everybody can find everything? TeslaTheBand.com or Tesla Band Instagram. Just always when you type Tesla, put band in there because yeah. <laughs> people get confused now with the car. Yeah, or or you're going to find everything that uh, Tesla invented. Yeah, the band. The band. You can yeah. be like, wow, this band is was real creative. They, they like invented all well, this I'll, electric stuff. I'll tell you the story about that. When we were in the studio recording Mechanical Resonance and we had songs like Modern Day Cowboy and Coming At You Live, the music was real electric and energetic. And we were trying to think of a name for the band. And Cliff Bernstein, who was managing Metallica at the time, a genius manager, he was taking care of us too. And he had a book. Him and Tom Zutat were sharing a book called Man Out of Time, which was about Nikola Tesla. And they showed us the pictures of Nikola Tesla in his laboratory. And they told us how he had invented radio, basically. So we decided to use Tesla as the name of the band, and I'm really glad we did. Yeah, I mean, I like you said about the rabbit hole with getting into Dickie Betts music. Yeah. Like, because of you guys, I, I just went so far down into finding everything out about... About Nikola Tesla? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, like, yeah. with the books, I, I, I had The Man Out of Time. I had... Um, there's another one. One of them just... It's, it's, a, it's way over my head because it just shows all the technical things and like this guy would literally just invent something and not get a patent and move on did yeah you, did you ever like he was the underdog who didn't really care for the money he was just inventing stuff and you know receiving these ideas from who knows where you know did some you people say that? outer space did you ever like come up with a riff or a part of a song and you just moved on to something else so quick that you had to rack your brain to come back to it? Or do you actually just record everything? That- no, you definitely. Before we had these iPhones, you know, we used to try to record everything on cassette tapes. And a lot of times, you know, you would not record something and forget it. But usually if a riff was good enough, it would stay on your mind for a while. Yeah. You know, like that What You Give acoustic guitar riff, I had been playing that. And it always stuck with me, even though I never recorded it. But now that we have these cell phones with voice memos, recording thing, I think I've got about 137 ideas in there that I got to go back and, you know, and listen to and pick one or two of them. Yeah. So when you're when you're writing all this stuff, like you said, you have all that 
in there. They're just ideas. They're like seeds. Like you'll have an idea that you're feeling at a time, and you just put 20 seconds of it into your phone and yes. come back to it later. When you're when you're working on it, do you, as you start flushing it out, do you decide, okay, this is this is more of a Tesla thing, or this is more of a Frank Hannon solo band thing? Well, the way I decide that is I play it for Jeff, our okay. singer. He's the quarterback of the team. And okay. if he hears it and he decides he can throw the ball, then we'll go with it. Okay. If I play him something and it doesn't move him, then I know that I'll use it somewhere else. Okay. You know. But right now I'm focusing mainly on Tesla. And I'm also producing another young artist named JT Lux, who's here tonight. And uh, he'll sit in with us on his opening for us uh, in New Hampshire with his band. That's J-T-L-O-U-X. He's my prodigy kid that I'm producing. Okay. What is, what is, is he a singer-songwriter? Or? Yes, singer-songwriter, guitarist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And I, I love coaching uh, young guys like that that have the talent. You know, yeah. it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, being an old guy now, I can kind of pass down some, some kind of yeah. advice. Well. I, I can say because I I see you guys every chance I can get. You 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 may say you're an old guy passing it passing it down, but you guys still have the fire in your belly. I can honestly say I've seen you guys countless times since '88, and you still have the fire in your belly. You never phone it in. Thank you, and and again, I want to give that credit to Jeff Keith, our singer. You know, he's eight years older than me, man. He's in his '60s, and he still belts it out. And puts his whole heart into it. He's he's all emotion, like we talked about. Yeah, and he he puts it out there. Yeah, and I mean, I've I've seen you guys opening for bigger bands. I've seen bands open for you guys. Everything in between. And I've seen like these big arena bands. Some of them are phoning it in, but I've never seen you guys phoning it in. And I appreciate that. No, we wear it on our sleeves. Absolutely. <laughs> Warts and all. Absolutely. And that's why we're producing our own stuff now. Yeah. So when you listen to Cold Blue Steel, it's really just a blown-up demo tape of us as real as possible. The new one that we're putting out is going to be the same way. It's going to be raw and edgy and, you know, warts and all, I say. That's good because I always thought of uh, Tesla as the, the, the kind of band that shouldn't be like almost over polished like you know yeah there, there needs a little rough edge and and that's yeah. part of the beauty of tesla and the you get some you got to leave some of those visceral edges there for yeah everybody. our biggest album was a live album acoustic you know five-man acoustic jam that was so real and raw it had broken strings out of tune guitars and mistakes and that's what i love about it you know what gun to your head what is your favorite tesla album well, I would, I'm pretty partial to our first album, only because when I look back on it, those songs like Changes and Modern Day Cowboy, and being you know, 17, 18 years old when I was writing that stuff, and I was so scared and a little kid, basically. I was shy and timid. And to look back on that, it has a special place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. first album. Okay. And then, you know... Um, the other album, Psychotic Supper, was a lot of fun, too, because we were in Manhattan and no longer shy and timid anymore, and we were partying all the time, going yeah. crazy. <laughs> that, is a, that is a great album. Yeah. Um, so what what would be the hardest album that you had to make? Is that, who's that playing? Is that Zebra? Yeah. Wow, they sound great, huh? Yeah. It's not like Triumph, kind of. Yeah. It reminds me of Rick sounds, Emmett out there. Yeah, his voice, but, his voice has been up there the whole show. Listen to him. I know. 
Yeah, we're gonna go catch Zebra, everybody. So we're gonna wrap it up here pretty soon. Um, the hardest album to make might have been Shock, um, but it also might have been Bust a Nut because we were going through some rough times at that yeah, point. Shortly after the album, right when the album came out, you're probably right the um, beginning of the tour. You had to go as a four piece, right? Yeah, we were having a lot of problems with Tommy during the Bust a Nut, and uh, a lot of people don't realize how many ups and downs and chances that we gave him to come yeah. back and yeah. it was just such a nightmare for about two years yeah. of in and out up and down problems and it started with last action hero to be honest uh last action hero was the soundtrack for that arnold schwarzenegger movie and something was wrong we couldn't put our finger on it. what's going on and from there it was downhill yeah. so it was a very rough time for us yeah. it's a great album though it is a great album. Shine Away, Solution, and, you know, Tommy played great on the album. Yeah. He's a fucking killer player. I'm a huge Tommy Skeel fan as a guitarist, and yeah. he's got a new band, Resistant yeah. Bite. Yeah. Kicks ass. Nathan, the singer, is a great friend of mine, so I wish him the best of luck. Yeah. I've seen, like, it's a lot of a lot of fans thought that the problems with Tommy were with him and Brian, but then you, you see, like, now that Tommy's back out there, Brian going and taking pictures of I yeah. think that the real problem Tommy was with Tommy and we all have problems and it's good to see that he's passed those problems yes yeah 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 no, we all love Tommy very much we loved him so much that we stayed a four piece for a long time hoping that he would come back so I don't know how many other bands would have done that you know uh, there was a lot of chances and stuff and again man the past is the past and i love tommy i'm a huge fan of his guitar playing always was and i you guys were always one of my absolute favorite guitar duos and then seeing you do it all by yourself <laughs> it was fucked <laughs> but it was great I well, mean, thanks, it, was, man. There, it was like it was a whole different energy yeah and it was well, I'll tell you what happened at that time. Um, I was playing in a Led Zeppelin tribute band, and we were called Kaleidoscope, and we were doing a lot of single guitar stuff. Yeah. And when you play guitar by yourself, if you listen to Jimmy Page on A Song Remains the Same, there's a lot of sloppiness involved. Yeah. And that's how you fill up the space it, yeah. when you're a single guitar band is you play a little extra sloppy yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i just started doing that i started applying that to the tesla songs yeah, I mean, you, like you hear you truly are a great guitar player and like you were talking about van halen and when you went out on the road with david lee roth now not many people can play like eddie or steve but you could have easily been one of those flash guys well i appreciate that man thanks but, I, I like doing the single guitar thing. It's fun. But I, I like playing twin guitars and even three guitars better. It's more fun. Play harmony solos and play twin guitar leads. There's nothing that sounds as good as that. And I think that Dave was a perfect fit. Okay, so we need to wrap this up because we are also at a festival, and I'm sure you need to catch up with some old friends. So one more time, tell everybody it's... Tesla the band when you're looking up teslatheband.com or Tesla band Instagram Facebook all that yeah. stuff and make sure you catch these guys on the road because personally, oh wait and Frank Hannon official yeah. there's a couple fakes out there yeah so beware yes they're like it's like when you order something from wish and it's three sizes too big but make sure you go see Tesla and support him because personally I want to see you guys on the road for another 10 years at least I think we're gonna do it man 
And again, it, it all hinges on J.K., our singer, and so far, so good. America's truly most hidden gem, right up there with Cheap Trick as being one of the most criminally underrated bands of all time. You're right. Mm. Cheap Trick is awesome. All right. Thank you, Frank. Thank you.
I want to thank uh, Frank and Michael for that great interview there. And, damn, also playing the tearjerker itself, what you give, baby. Uh, let's see here. I got some news here I want to throw at you that um, Ron didn't throw out. Did you know that's the 30th anniversary of Steelheart's album with the remake of Steel Dragon's We All Die Young? 30th anniversary baby my god oh, for, many, for many years we would start with this song I'm going to play this again just as a memento memory Millie's got such an awesome voice man this band oh Danny couldn't sing like this <laughs> For my 
my, 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 it's all right, now I'm saved by the bell. What's going on, everybody? Uh, we're back. Hey, phone lines, were open. Um, I'm getting all kind of texts, man. If you guys are texting me, it's coming right to me. I'm responding back as fast as I can. Uh, we have requests, the Hellions over there. Um, um, got the other guys. And I'm also doing some tech support as well on Fire Sticks. <laughs> Covering a lot of ground tonight. Uh, let's see. Oh, man, I know what I want to talk about real quick. The new singer for Skid Row. Man, I was listening to him at, at Dem 3. That dude fucking perfect fit. Perfect fit. May not look at all, but guy got the guy got the pipes. So if you get an opportunity to check out any videos from the M3 Fest, where the singer he was commanded at stage and went out in the audience and everything, you would have thought you were watching a Voltan video. <laughs> See, <coughs> I'm gonna have to. I got the. Um, I have Dean Dean Roberts, the Leather Wolf interview up next here. Um, Michael, man, he just ran this one here. So I uh, hope you guys. Yeah, like I said, we start off the show with "Hit the Dirt," some brand new Leather Wolf. It's not on anything yet. We got the unreleased stuff right here. So um, here you go, man. It's some Leather Wolf. You guys enjoy it. It's going to be a fun interview as well because you know what Michael does. He does such a great job. So here you go, man. I'll be back after this. Um, horns up, man. Got any requests? Send them in. And see. Or you can always see if you can text message the show at 440 I know I gotta pay the bill on that damn thing. That thing's getting really shut off. <laughs> hey everybody, this is Michael with Maximum Threshold, and I'm here with Dean Roberts, drummer of the legendary and criminally underrated Leather Wolf. How you doing, Dean? Legendary. Legendary. How else can you do? This, let me just tell you, this guy, it's like 50 degrees. My boy Dean is walking around in a a vest, a sh- sleeveless shirt, sunglasses in the rain, the epitome of rock and fucking roll. Southern California, baby. Yeah. So, Dean, Dean, before we started, played me a little bit of uh, a new cut. It's, hit the dirt. And uh, when is when is this going to hit the masses? We don't know yet. We're still uh, shopping around for a deal. Yeah. Is this, is this going to be a, a full album, or are you just doing, like, singles or No, nah, no, nah, we got uh, 15 songs. Oh, man. So... After all these years, you guys are finally... What was the last album? Like 2007, 2006? 2006. Yeah. It was a, Jeff, a record me and Jeff made. Yeah. Yeah. So the original Leatherwife guys haven't made a, a record since the 80s. Yeah. You know, we did, we, we did something live in 1999, but after that, the original guys just... Me and Jeff tried to get everyone back together to do something, but it just wasn't meant to be. It's it's hard with even if you guys are like grew up as friends. It's sometimes hard after a while to have the same not just vision but the same drive and desire to keep going and the passion. You know, don't you say? Um, either you have it or you don't. Either you 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 do it or you give up. Yeah. You know, some people are lazy and some people aren't. Yeah. Yeah, you, you said you're, you're a roofer, so obviously you're not lazy, unless you're just the guy that... No, I'm still pounding cruise. nails, getting a, ton, a tan. Yeah. I w- I w- I'm a ginger, so I would just burn up on the Fry. roof. And, and into a cloud of dust like a vampire. Yeah. 
So uh, where could everybody find out any pertinent info on Leatherwolf possible if you're going to do shows and stay stay connected so when this when this album does come out they can all pick it it's up and listen to it leatherwolfmetal.com or just the Facebook the Leatherwolf Facebook okay yeah you know we're not we're just waiting for a deal we got a couple of shows here and there and we're going to go to Europe for a couple of weeks and play some shows and as soon as we know a little bit more about what we're going to do with this record because it's pretty good it's more like the first record more, more progressive metal yeah and it's all new guys and it still sounds Leatherwolfy and it's still pretty triple axe attack related and yeah. singer smokes. So. Yeah, that, that, I, the, the song I just you just played me it sounded incredible. I mean, it's it's you guys aren't trying to. Uh, it doesn't sound like you're trying to capture like um, some kind of period of time. It sounds genuine and sincere. It sounds real. It doesn't sound contrived. I don't want to sound like like. Um, like aloof or anything with these words. I, it sounds organic, I guess would be the word. It sounds well, it, it, It's all natural, man. When, when we did this, we weren't, you know, now we're older. You know, when you're younger, you start thinking about, you know, commercial, radio, and all that stuff. And and now, now the, the last two records, it was not about, you know, anybody else. It was about what do I like? What is yeah. Jeff like? You know, what what is Rob like? What is Keith like? You know, let's just try to stick to that realm. Yeah. And try to stick in the realm of what Leatherwolf is, you know? Yeah. Triple X attack, you know? Yeah. Um, as the drummer, do, do you ever play somewhere really small and you're just blocked by all three guys' amps and you in the bass cabinet and you're like, hey, what about me, guys? No, dude, I don't care because all I need is my little space. Yeah. I don't care what's past that space because it's not my job. Yeah. It's not my gig, you know? And I, I don't care, and, you know? And everybody knows that you could have as many guitar players, a singer, keyboard player, a bass player. The drummers get the best looking women at the end of the day. I, I don't know about that. You know, I never, I never really thought about that kind of stuff. But uh, You don't set out to. I'm just saying you, that it happens naturally. Well, back in the day, it was always Mike and Carrie and Jeff. I didn't really pay attention to who got what. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, we just sit back and let it happen. Pretty much. much. You know, but... So um, I don't think we're as picky as those guys. Yeah, but that, and you know what? And we're we're not as aggressive because we get all get it all out before while we're playing. And plus, Pretty much. and if you're and if you're making music just to get laid or for money, it, you're going to be able to tell, and it's just not going to sound good. You know, you do it for the love of the music. Yeah, I've, I've all, that's always been my thing. I just if I don't like something, I don't do it anymore. I do something else. Yeah. So one thing a lot of people don't know is that. Leatherwolf goes way, way back. Like, we were talking before, like I said, th- there were bands that became very popular, very famous, kind of like on the bedrock that informate the foundation that you guys helped build back in the day. Like, it's almost like, I wouldn't say you're a forgotten band because you, you're definitely still, people still talk about you, but you didn't, like... You're not at the height of popularity like certain like Metallica and Megadeth and Death Angel and Exodus and all those like West Coast metal bands that you guys helped start because like you said, a lot of people only know you from the, the songs they heard on MTV or the radio. They don't know that you guys were this heavy metal machine back in the day, kind of, you know? 
Well, we, we started at the same time as Metallica and Slayer. We played the same clubs and parties. Yeah. So uh, I think we were just all part of the same party, you know? Yeah. And that was like 1980. Yeah. 1981. You know, and so we, you know, just like we picked up from Iron Maiden and Judas. Everyone picks up from, from the previous, you know? Yeah. There's, there's, what do they say? There's only 12 chords or something, and it's how you put them together. There's only so many beats you could play at so many different uh, BPMs. You know, it's, it's just how you put them all together. You know? It's just the feeling of the vibe, you know? Yeah. Every drummer can play the same beat, but you can always tell the different style. Yes, absolutely. And you close your eyes, and somebody just, you know, like a John Bonham to a Neil Peart, or, you know, or to a Cozy Powell, or to a... I mean, there's so many killer ones. So Dean Castronovo, uh Simon Phillips. You, you, you just listen to them play similar beats and they just got their own thing, you know? Yeah. Cozy Powell is one that a lot, like, much like Leatherwolf, that often gets overlooked in the annals of rock and roll history. He was killer. Yeah. You know, he, I mean, you got to play with Michael Shankner, you got to play with Rainbow, you know, Lost in Hollywood. He's, you know, there's just... And it's kind of weird because, you know, the, being a drummer, you're, you're always um, writing beats for other people's music yeah you know and so it's uh, on this record I wrote I wrote a song on guitar and I played and then I wrote another song called Nobody and it came from the drum beat yeah. you know I did it with the drum beat and got it with the bass player and then I sent it to a guitar player and he came up with the melodies and, and it, tur- it turned out to be pretty good yeah. but it's rare that you get those things where someone will actually make a song off a drum beat you know yeah what I do because I can't play anything uh, other than the drums. Is if I have an idea, I have to hum it, it like hum the like the guitar part out or write the lyrics out and say I kind of hear this, you know. But other than that, I'm just it's just the drums. And like you said, most you don't write to to a you don't write a song on the drums and fill it in. You could write parts. Well, see now you got you got superior drummer now. Where you can set up a grid, you can set up the tempo, and you can write the beat. Yeah. And then you can hand it off to other people and say, come up with a guitar melody to that, you know? Yeah. Or you can plug in a line six if you know how to play guitar, and you can just, you know, if you know how to play a little bit. Then you say, well, here's the idea I'm coming up with, you know? So it's, you know, technology is really helpful these days. So when you, when you, when you, you said you wrote a song with the guitar, did you, did you make all three parts and put, put them on the, like, the rough demo for it since you had three guitar players? Did you do that? No, no, no. I just came up with the, the melody of the guitar part and the, the changes for the chorus and for the lead section. Yeah. You know, and it, the only reason it's simple is because that's all I can play is simple. Yeah. Hey, you know, I was, better than nothing. I was stealing an idea from Judas, uh, yeah. the Steeler song. You know, I, I just like that song, so I kind of yeah. copied that whole... So, back in the day, with the, when you when you guys started and you guys, a lot of people never saw other than like a southern rock band. People didn't see three guitar players. Did they, did these guys ever like fight over who was going to do the lead, or did everybody just kind of get along? And well, you got. I mean, usually the talent level dictates who does what. Mm-hmm. You know, and and Jeff was Jeff was the best on guitar. And, and and Carrie was probably second best, and Rock, Mikey was maybe third best, 
I mean, at least in my perception, even though they're all got their own style on them, they're all good at what they do. Yeah. I just think that Jeff was, um, he was the one that wasn't lazy. Yeah. That makes you the work. The, 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 the work ethic separates the good from the great and the great from the elite, in a way. It, it, you know, like, you see someone with just a natural God-given or universe-given talent. Yeah. And they're lazy. And you see someone with less natural talent and more work ethic and drive. And they become so much better because they work at it and they try and they they know it's 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 a gift, but they need to fully to fully appreciate it. They need to you know, work it's like, at it's it. It's like Rob Math. Rob Math is a he's from New York, and um, he's a he's like the type of guy that like at ten years old will get a guitar and just work on a part for like ten hours every day until yeah. he gets it. Yeah. You know, how many people do that shit? Right. Even, you know, I got to see a little bit of that with, with the Level Wolf guys because Carrie, Jeff, and Mike used to, uh, they would just go sit in Jeff's house and play forever, you know, working stuff out. And you got to respect that, man. I mean, you know, at that point in time in, in our history, it was, it was more about the music and the musicianship than it was about playing shows or fame or whatever you want to call it, you know? Yeah. And I, I respect that about people. Yeah. I just figured out who that was. That's Spain over there. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, we should tell them to shush like they told us to shush. You don't give a shit, dude. It's yeah. rock and roll. Yeah. I, actually, I'm looking forward to seeing them. I saw them two other years. They were killer. Okay. Yeah, really killer. Another band that a lot of people like just glossed over, yeah. you know. It's it's amazing. So, um, when you when you first started playing, what who inspired you? Who were your big inspirations? Led Zeppelin. Sorry about that, guys. No, dude, you, you guys, so you guys are cool, man. It, like you like you, Dean said, it's just rock and roll, man. Oh, absolutely. Sorry, we got a little carried away before our interview here. Totally cool. So, who were who were your inspirations, and what made you want to play music? Led Zeppelin. Uh, it, it was Led Zeppelin first, and Deep Purple first, and uh, bands like that. And then, and then in the in '79, I, I started. I heard Judas, the live record, Unleashed, and I just go, "Those guys are killer." You know, Les Binks was just smoking. I mean, all those guys were killer. I was like, "Okay, that, that's killer." Yeah. And then they kept they kept. Rep- replacing their drummers because they weren't happy and they kept saying oh this guy can't do this this no it was more of a business move yeah. but you know, you're always going to run into business moves you know when you're you know like you know Judas Priest is three guys yeah. or four guys and the drummer was always uh, I mean look at like Simon Phillips was on Sin After Sin you know victim of changes all that gnarly ass shit yeah. and uh, and um, he he didn't want to be part of the gig, you know? But yeah. uh, Judas, I mean, they lucked out to get someone that good. Right. And then, and then after that, you got to find someone that's that good. Right. <laughs> yeah, because what are you going to do if you're, if, you know, every, the studio is a completely different animal. And you, get, you, can, you, can, you can play a decent live and it's gone in an instant. But you, you lay it down on record, it's there forever. So, but there's, you can only 
replicate so much from the studio if you're only this good like you know like you like you said they got simon you need someone that can play that live you can, not just some anybody they got to be able to do it you can't just say okay well this is what the record well, do sounds it with like feeling it. And, yeah. and that's the thing is i liked about uh, you know all the stuff that um les binks did i thought was wait i thought he just spent more time with the music so i liked it better i mean even though simon phillips was killer I just thought Les Spinks was a better fit. There's the certain package. there's certain things that um, need to be a certain way. Some some bands don't need someone that's like this amazing musician. They need a guy that has that just the feeling, like you said, and and to to craft it. Like any like you get any great musician and tell them, okay, this is the song. So they could play their ass off to play something great, but it might not be the right thing. It might not fit, and it might sound disingenuine, and it might not sound right. But like you said, they lucked out with Simon. They lucked out with this, and everything sounded perfect. It, yeah. it, it was perfect. And you know, now they got Scott. He can do anything pretty much. He just, but like not this tour because we saw him in September last year. Yeah. Um, but a few years ago we saw him and he was like some of the old stuff that's just straight up rock and roll he almost looked like he was bored doing it <laughs> you know? he, like, like he thought he, he's sitting there playing and it's, it's like you think he's like is he thinking about when he gets off tour he's got to do laundry or landscaping or something you know what is he because he he wasn't he just didn't look into it but then this last tour he looked completely engaged like fully like into it well they got you know who knows Judas without Glenn yeah. who knows what the vibe is you know yeah because weird. one of my friends recorded uh, Roy Z recorded one of those records and so you get to learn a little there's always stuff going on yeah and you know it's the, the relationships it always affects the show yeah and, and plus I mean dude you're playing for six months straight five nights a week you know eventually you just get a little burnt yeah. you know you just go okay I gotta go play for an hour and a half and just gotta play well get it done yeah I will say as hard as it is it's always been to imagine Priest without KK or Glenn. Richie's, Richie's dynamite. Richie almost steals the show. I mean, he's great. Yeah. And it's like, I'm, I'm kind of skeptical sometimes of when a legacy band like that is still going out with other people. But, like, I seen him when, you know, when... Rob wasn't in it? Yeah, yeah, because I'm actually, like, uh, from the area where Ripper's from. But I also saw it when Richie first joined, and they at least had one of the guitar players. I can't KK. remember which. KK was still... No, no, so, it, was it was Glenn. So they still had Glenn, and I was skeptical then. And I was like, well, Richie really does it. And then when KK left, and it was that guy, and it's Andy and That's when Glenn, Richie. Glenn left. Yeah, so... Though... I was really skeptical then because it's like, okay, what do you think of when you think of Priest? Rob and the guitar player. But it was good because Richie, Richie, honestly, I think if Richie had a, like, just had a harmonizer pedal, he could probably do it all. I mean, it, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be the same, but he's, he's, so, he's just so dynamic, you know? Oh, he's good. And it's, it was incredible. But the, but the bottom line is, it's not Judas Priest. Yeah. And I think that 
you know that that's it's it's I think that's our thing is we grew up on something it's certain people we just want to go to that environment and and have that experience again and you know it's the same thing like with White Snake you know White Snake's uh, prepping up the new Croatian singer yeah to take over uh, White Snake Next Generation yeah what's that going to be about well. It, Who's going to be in it? He's a smoking ass singer. It's and what's his name? At some point, you know, singers can't sing anymore. Yeah, and it's not. It's not that they're bad. It's just they have to move on. Well, Father Time is undefeated. Yeah, I mean, and, and music is a business, dude. And you know, where are the, what's where are the next generation of White Snakes or Judas Priests or Iron Maidens? Where are they? Where Where are the next generation of Leather Wolves too? I mean, you think about this. I'm and I'm not like. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass. And like we, we said before it started, I'm not like, I'm not sitting here pretending I know everything about Lego. Yeah. But you guys helped lay the foundation for something. Where, where, is, where are the people out there laying the foundation for, for rock and roll to continue or to change rock and roll? You know, There's, I, they're not out there. The I people don't know. just, everything's so instant now. It's just time, dude. Time marches on. And, you know, people, people generally, people the cultures have changed you know with all just the other stuff that goes on around in our life you yeah. know and it was just different you know you know back in the day we just like to go plug in and play yeah you know and just just get a vibe with our friends and just write a song yeah <laughs> you know and then i just you don't see it as much but i mean not that i know i don't know what other people do mm. you know but i just don't notice i don't notice as many good songs coming out you know yeah like, like back in the day you know and everything's so instant people like they get this some level of popularity and then they're gone you know they, they come out of nowhere and they leave just as quick they don't have one a, hit wonders yeah and there's no there's no I don't want to say credibility there's no sustainability with this and it's like you know um, I mean you know you since 81 you got you're still in demand you may not be you know you're you may not be selling out arenas but you're still getting the call to play a festival you, you said you're going you're possibly going to europe soon they yeah, don't go to play bang your head and a couple festivals and some club dates go to poland go to holland yeah yeah so we get some cool little gigs and we get some big ones yeah which is kind of cool yeah i mean it, it's pretty cool it, it makes you want to keep going as opposed to like i mean my thing is just i, I like to um I just like to break up the cycle of chasing the dollar. Yeah. Paying my bills. Sitting on a roof, pounding nails. Yeah. Running, sh- running jobs, you know. And, you know, you can go, go away for a couple weeks and you can play music. Yeah. And you can take a vacation and go to a beautiful place and get treated nicely. And then take a little vacation from your reality and go play music well and then come back and, you know, okay. Yeah. I reboot it. It's like a paid vacation, too. I mean, you know, they're not like... You're not doing million dollar fly-ins, but you're also not footing the bill for your vacation. So it's that makes it even nicer, right? Yeah, I mean, but it's tricky, you know, with flights these days. And you know, some, usually it's cool, but like with this type of music we play, and with three guitar players and a keyboardist and vocals and backups, it's it's a little bit of rehearsal to get it dialed. You know, yeah. It's not like you could. Just, it's not like a one-off. It's not like bar chords. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean. You know, you got to put the work in here. Yeah. And then you get your vacation. You, you, you come off the roof. You're, you're exhausted. Then you you got to go rehearse for some shows in Europe. It's a lot better than going to rehearse for, to play a show, like, around the corner bar, you know? Oh, dude, it was, you know, 
back in the 80s, we used to play four nights a week, and then we'd go play parties on weekends. And we, it was just fun. Yeah. You know, it wasn't about money. It was just about playing. Yeah. You know, and we would get all practiced up and go play, and play really good. So that was the fun part of it. And it's hard to do these days, you know, when you got bills and you got another job. Yeah. It's kind of, it, it's, the real world and life sucks the life out of you. And well, it's and, just, and, it, it just, it, it's, it's, it's just tricky to commit as t- much time as you'd like to perfect your art. Yeah. Is yeah, it, how, it, much, the thing. how much do you rehearse now? Me, I like, uh, I haven't played in four years, and then I went into the studio and recorded this record. So I rehearsed for two months, and then I went into the studio for ten days to record. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, this record was harder for me because uh, it was much more uh, intricate on the drums. When I did, when I did um, The World Res- Asylum, it took me three days, but that was much more simpler. Yeah. Now, this time I just kind of wanted to be a little bit more intricate with the changes and some of my stuff that I did. So I just spent a little more time doing it, you know? Yeah. And then once I got it dialed, then actually to do the songs in the studio took longer than I thought. <laughs> you know, I could go in and just one or two takes half the song, you know? Yeah. Some songs would take 10 hours. And sometimes the ones that you think are going to take the longest are the quickest ones. And the ones that you think are going to be super simple take forever because you're like... Yeah, like, like the song I heard, I, I played for you. That was a different one. Because I, I, I'm not used to playing that kind of style. You know, setting that whole tempo for the rhythms, yeah. for the bass. And, the, and that was tricky for me, you know. But I just, it took me a little while to get it. And it took me like a week to be able to play that to a click. Yeah. <laughs> just to be able to play it. Yeah. You know, and then it was easy programming it. Yeah, and then you're like, why? I should have made this easier. <laughs> no, no, well, it's, I, it's just, I painted myself into a corner. No, but it, but at the end of the day, it's it's it was a it was the best idea. Yeah, yeah. You know? Then when you heard it done, you're like, it was worth it. Well, I just it, it's what it needed to be. That's yeah. just where it needed to be and how yeah. it needed to be. Yeah. So you know, like for this this show, we have all new guys, so we just rehearsed for like a off and on for a month, and then ten days in a row. Yeah. For the show, you know, everyone had to learn their parts, and then we just went. And, sat in a studio and just ironed out all the stuff that was wrong. And you're you're still living out in Los Angeles? Orange County. Orange County, okay. So what's that, about an hour outside? Yeah, about an hour, hour 20 minutes. Robbie lives in LA, Wayne lives in San Diego, and the other guys live in Orange County. So so back in the day, did any of these, uh, what other bands tried to steal you from Leatherwolf? Nobody. Yeah. We were friends. All we were all friends. You know, there wasn't there was there wasn't that type of mentality going on. Because yeah. there's, there's a there's a lot of that in the up when people are up and coming. Everybody's oh super friendly, but behind the scenes they're like, hey, we're thinking about replacing so and so. Are you available? Or it just never it never happened to us. I mean, no one really left to go play in other places. You know, Mike was always wanting to be in Great White and wanting to do other different types of things. Yeah. But none of us really were into it. Yeah. We just liked the Leather Wolf and liked what we were doing and just did our deal. Now, do you, are you still friendly with the former members? No. So as when, when they left the band, I don't know if it was like an acrimonious split or if it was friendly or if maybe as as time grew on the music was all you had in common so when they left the band that was it um oh man um 
when it started in 2018 to make this record, we were offered a deal, and me and Mike didn't see eye to eye, and so I was just kind of done with him. And there's a bunch of drama and a bunch of story, but I'm really not into going down that path. Okay. So I would just like to say that um, we are different people, yeah. and we do things differently. Yeah. So in this situation, I wanted to see what the original guys wanted to do and see what would come up from that. And so I went back there, and Carrie and Jeff were, were uh, participating, and then... Just like always, Carrie disappears. Nowhere to have, I still haven't heard from him. <laughs> you know, he's gone. And Jeff, um, he did most of the writing on the record. But when it came time to, um, to show up and complete, he was nowhere to be found. Um, you know, and he's going to say this and that, but at the end of the day, I just had enough. Yeah. You know, I, I, I spent enough money doing the drums and getting the bass, and it was time to start guitars, and um, nowhere to be found. So I just, me and Robbie just finished it. You, you like, you seem like a, a positive, kind of guy. Like, you're you're not like, you have kind of like a positive energy about you. Like, I, like you said when I walked in, we look, you look from, I look familiar. I remember seeing you, and I'm like, that guy. You kind of just when you're just walking, you you kind of like have this positive energy around you. And it sounds like you just didn't want any negativity in there, and you just wanted to keep everything positive. No, no, no. Life is full of a bunch of crap and a bunch of bullshit and a bunch of drama. There's just no way around it. Yeah. You know, my, my whole thing is this, is either you have resolution skills or you do not. Yeah. And if the people that do not have resolution skills are professional whiners. Yeah. And, and they just want to whine and they want to bitch and they want to blame you for every fucking thing. Yeah. And I'm so not into it. Yeah, but I mean, that's what I mean. Like, you're, you're, you're about the positivity, getting back to that. Like, you, you're, like you don't want to... You, you might have to be in a negative space to get rid of the negativity, but you don't want that around you. You want to resolve it and move forward as opposed to brood in it and let it eat away at what you're doing. Yeah, I just... To me, it's just growing up, you know? Either you, you stay in a bad situation and don't fix it or you fix it and everything gets better. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize that a band is a relationship. Oh, it's dude. like a marriage but with instead of one person it's anywhere between three and five other people. Yeah, it's, it's um, tricky. You know, so if you don't have the right tools to migrate through that whole drama. Yeah. You know, but you learn. You know, either you learn or you fail. Yeah. Yeah. So... I'm looking forward to bumping into you at the festival. Aside from seeing you guys play tomorrow, I'm looking forward to seeing you, hanging out with you. This guy is fun. He's 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 upbeat. He's he's positive. He's you know, you may not know who he is. You may not know Leather. No, can't even talk Leather Wolf. But go check him out. And I'm telling you, this guy. You may be on the roof. But you definitely have a rock star aura to you. <laughs> Thanks, dude. You know, like you, like really, I see, I see, like how people are. You see someone, you're like, that's that person's a sad sack. That person's negative. They're gonna complain about everything. I seen you walk up there. This guy's like got positive energy, you know, and that's good. Life is too short. I mean, to be it's, it's fucking raining. It's pouring. There's people aren't showing up because it's raining and this guy's like fuck it i'm here to rock out with my cock out it may be cold so i'm gonna keep it in my pants but i'm gonna have a good time giddy up brother that's right so one last time tell everybody it's 
Leather Wolf on Facebook. Is it official Leather Wolf on Facebook? It's or just Leather Wolf on Facebook, and the, our website is leatherwolfmetal.com. And that's where we announce stuff, you know. We yeah. put our, our, our tour dates and all that stuff on it. Yeah, and, you know, I'm telling you guys, I heard he played me the song. Dean's like, check this out. It is fucking killer. I think that people are going to really enjoy that when it comes out. I hope so. Yeah, and if it's they, the best I could do. And if they don't, fuck them, right? Fuck them, yeah. yeah. Everybody has an opinion on music, and everybody's is wrong, and everybody's is right. right. Yeah. You know, the worst is when someone just doesn't have an opinion on music. Like, they'll just turn the radio on and listen to whatever's on. They have no passion about music at all. I find that very odd. People are people, dude. That's, that's, yeah. the, that's the beauty beauty about free will. Yeah. Is it's... You're going to run into odysseys. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, even some people who aren't really passionate about music, they have favorites. But then there's people who just will listen to anything, and they, they don't love it, they don't hate it. Okay, so you want the hidden message? Here's the hidden message. Um, most music, the main thing that's picked up is the subconscious. Mm-hmm. So it's actually um, uh, the, the story and the meaning of the song that people naturally are gravitated towards. Mm-hmm. But no one knows this, yeah. you know. So what I did is I, um, I heard this theory and I thought it was a bunch of shit. So I, um, I, I picked the song that I was hooked on, and it turned out to um, be a Van Halen song, and it had it was something that Sammy wrote. Mm-hmm. And so I, th- I thought it was the, the the drums and the guitars I liked, you know. So I so I wrote the song out, and it just blew my fucking mind because it starts off it goes, "Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Mm-hmm. I've been through hell and back again." I shook hands with the devil, looked him in the eyes, looked like a long-lost friend. Anything you want, any dirty deed, he's got everything except for what I really need. Keeping me temporarily satisfied, but not one thing I tried filled me up inside. It just blew my fucking mind. Yeah. I had no idea that I was listening to that story. So I thought that there might be something to that. Yeah. Just a little tale from history. Yeah. Cool, man. That's really cool. I'm glad, glad, glad we got to connect and meet, and I'm looking forward to hearing your set today. Or actually tomorrow. Tomorrow. And I'm looking forward to seeing you later today, rocking out. I'm sure you're going to go check out some of these bands. You said you got a lot of friends here from back in the day playing yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I ran into the, our first manager, oh, yeah? Tim Heine. Yeah. He's managing, uh, I think, Kicks and a bunch of these bands out here. Oh, cool. So everybody check out Leatherwolf dot com and their facebook page and make sure you keep up to date when this new album comes out check it out you know if you got to steal it off of the internet to hear it at least go buy it afterwards you know all right everybody this is dean ciao man nice to meet everybody dean from leatherworth everybody can you What the hell? I clicked play and the song didn't come on. Try it again. There we go. Kill the hunting.
Wolf, and you're listening to Maximum Threshold Metal, the most radicalist metal station on this planet. Arr! What up, everybody? Danny Coker here, a.k.a. The Count. Make sure you stay tuned and listen to Maximum Threshold. Thank you. You want to listen to Maximum Threshold Radio on your phone? You can do so. The app is out there, baby. Tune in radio. Go to your little market there and download Tune In Radio. Just type that in the search. Tune In Radio. Once you download that app, click it, activate it, blah, 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 search maximum threshold. That's, once again, that's Tune In Radio. You can also catch the podcast on there also. Uh, real nice. Check it out. Tune In Radio for maximum threshold radio live. You want to follow Maximum Threshold Radio, you can do so. You can find us at MaximumThreshold.net, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Maximum Threshold Radio, Twitter at Max Threshold. You can also get us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Maximum Threshold. Pretty damn simple, huh? Check us out. Follow us. Be part of us. Now back to the only guy in the world that thinks Monica Lewinsky should be a canonized saint when she dies. Dominic of Maxim Threshold Radio. Thank you for thanking me. Hmm. That's some great interviews there, man. Learned a lot tonight, didn't we? Thank you, everybody, for gathering around for the little metal summit that we had tonight. We to call the Maximum Threshold Radio Show, episode six hundred and one. How about that, fuckers? Six hundred and one shows down. Boink. Uh, let's see. I got a song here by request. I didn't have the exact one I was looking. Sorry, Hellion. I have just about everything else but that one. So um, I just did an eeny meeny miny mo, and got this for you. Some malice. Here you go, man. Check out this one. This is a, this is a pretty cool one. This here is Hell Rider by request. By request on maximum That's right. Thank you, Luca. Be back after this little rally.
Check that out, man. That's a fucking pounding malice for you off their new Breed of Gods record. Damn. That fucking song is badass. I was listening. I was messaging over with Hellion over here. I was saying that the the music part reminded me of like an up-tempo, merciful fate. And and those points when he was singing those, um, he sounded like Ripper in there. I'm like, damn, that sounds so good. Damn. I need to revisit some more Malice. I haven't done that in a long time. Woo! That was a... That was a fucking real... Fucking gangbanger right there. <laughs> well, let's see here. What do I got to do? I ain't got nothing else to do here, but I'm going to get out of here. I'll play a few more songs, and then I'm going to put on TV, see what's going on pay-per-views tonight. I know there's some boxing and some... MMA going on, so I'll probably be checking out some of that. If you guys are covering any of those events, record it and send it over, and I'll air it. We'll put it. We'll get, if you need it, want to get on there and have your own show, message me, man. We'll talk. MTRshow at gmail.com. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this week's edition of the Maximum Threshold Radio Show. And like I said, it's episode 601. I want to thank Michael for um, hooking up with Dean and Frank for these great interviews and you can always catch these shows and replay on maximumthreshold.net throughout the week all day Sunday the show is in replay mode and then it's on Monday through Friday at 4pm you can check this episode and replay and then it's um, Saturday night at, if the show is not we're not live this will replay I think around 10 o'clock no 11 o'clock I'm sorry and come back on for you. So, um, whew, let's see. That's all I got. Like I said, I want to thank everybody for tuning in, um, downloading the show, listening to the show wherever you're at, in your car. Yeah, I really appreciate it because we had some real good cruising music for you. And if you're riding, going along the stretches of a road, I'm sure this kind of helps your time fly by and you enjoyed the interviews that we had and the killer killer tracks that we aired for you. So, there we go. I'm out of here, and I'm going to fade away with a little little intro like this. I'm out of here, everybody. See you guys, I think, next week. I got to check out see if we got anything lined up. If we got anything lined next week, we'll be back on here. If not, 
I don't know. I got see. I got some concerts coming up too. Okay, I'm out of here, people. See you guys. Horns up. Kiss near, baby. Ooh. Thank you all for tuning in to the Maxim Threshold Radio Show. 
Smashing commercial radio show comes at you live every Saturday night from 8 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Not only here on MaxonCommercial.net, but also on all of its other lovely affiliates. So however you get a chance to check out Maxon Threshold, we greatly appreciate you listening to the show and the program. Don't forget you can also catch us also on iTunes. You can catch us also on our website for downloading at MaxonThreshold.net. Uh, there's many different ways you can catch the Maxon Threshold radio show for downloading. Uh, you can also Google Max Threshold and you'll come to all kinds of different other avenues to download this show. So anyway, you can get the show and you can listen to it. I would really appreciate it. Like I said, you can catch us on iTunes. Just do a search for Maximum Threshold and you will find us. Thank you again for tuning into the Maximum Threshold radio show. The only station to make your ears bleed in a good way.